box. You opened it. We came. Oh no, it is a means to summon us. Who are you? Explorers in the further regions of experience. Demons to some, angels to others. It was a mistake! I didn't, I didn't mean to open it! It was a mistake! You can't! Solved the box. We came. Now you must come with us. Taste our pleasures. Please, go, go away. Help me, help me. Oh, no tears, please. It's a waste of good suffering. Hey, I'm Kyle. Thanks for joining me and Andy and Brad before the Legendary Creature Podcast. So, if you're listening with your kids or your conservative grandma. Maybe don't, because we swear, or some shit like that. I recommend amputation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, so you're going to hit us with your deck tech, right? All right, yeah. Yeah. So or mono black Sheree Shizo's caretaker. Okay, yeah. Mono black Shizo's caretaker. So tell us about the deck, dude. Where? Well, I think I need to read. Uh, I guess I don't need to read her. I want to. I want to know the origin story. You want to hear the origin story? Yeah, I want to hear the origin story. So I can tell that one because me and Brad were working on it together at the start. So he, we started playing Commander in 2012. Okay. 2013, 2012, when Theros came out. That's yeah. when we were like, we're losing our Innistrad, we're done. Yeah, right? Screw it. Yeah, we're, we're not playing 60 anymore. Right, but there was a core set that I, I don't know if that was before or after Theros, but they spoiled the Shadowborn Apostles. Okay. Right? And Athreos hadn't been out yet, so there, oh, there was no that's right. Athreos set up for this. That's right. Yeah. So me and Brad were walking around, like <laughs> trying to get some exercise at night because we had like this exercise routine. We were walking back from our session of running. And he was like, dude, I want to use those, right? Like, I yeah, can put as many... Like, yeah. So many demons can so happen. So cool. Right. I, mean, I don't think I wanted to put them in a commander deck. Did we? Yeah. No, no, you did. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I did. Oh, that's kind of corny on me. <laughs> well, <laughs> but, th- dude, demons! Well, yeah, so to put it into context, the Shadowborn Apostle was a one-mana human cleric creature. It was for black. But it had a, a override for the rule, so... Um, you know how you can only have one of each card in a commander deck, right? But a few cards override that. I think there's only two. There's the Relentless Rats and then these guys. So this because the card specifically specifically says a deck can have any number of cards named Shadowborn Apostles. You can have more than four. You can have more than one. You can have 30. Right. Right. I remember like accumulating these as I was opening boosters from that. Right. Like, and I'm they like, were common. Oh, more and yeah, more and more. They were common. Yeah. Oh, dude. Dude, this, this sec- is for you, Brad. Right. The <laughs> secondary market would have made so much money if these were uncommon. Yeah, but- they would have made so much money <laughs> oh, off geez, of these guys. Yeah. But, yeah. 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 But if you look at the price, what are they? They're like a dollar eighty five. I think they're not cheap. I think been the same price. It would so if you think about $50.80. If you think about putting 30 in your deck, it's like a $60 investment just to get 30 of them. It's kind of a lot. I think but, that's what deterred me is I was like, I, I like worked at Little Caesars and I was like, I don't want to spend $60 on uncommon. For uncommon? Because they were about that much. Common or uncommon? They're common. They're, they're common. common. Yeah. yeah. I mean, but the big thing, that. the big pull for them is that you can pay black, sacrifice six creatures, six creatures named Shadowborn Apostle, search your library for a demon creature card, 
and put it in the battlefield and shuffle your library. It's a pretty fucking metal. Yeah, it's sick. You've got six guys that you they all give up their life to bring one demon right into play. The <laughs> Shadowborn demon. They actually had a specific There demon. is a Shadowborn they, they demon Shadowborn. that yeah. came out in it's M14. It's actually pretty good. So we're walking around thinking about this, right? And I'm thinking like, well, you know, we were trying to find a commander that best fit what he wanted to do. Sure. And we landed on Sheree, Shizo's caretaker. Brad, read what she does. You, you got Yeah, her. okay. So Sheree, Shizo's caretaker, mono black. She is four colorless, one black spirit whenever a creature with power of one or less is put into your graveyard from play you may return that creature to play under your control at the end of the turn if charade shizo's caretaker is still in play right so if you have these guys because they're one ones you'd sack six grab your demon and then they'd all come back and you can right. do it at the end of the turn and then you could just do this on the next turn because they're not because it's not a like a and that, tap. It's, it's not a tap a ability right so by sack. the time you get back around to your side if you have four players you've got three Fuck! You could put Lilian as like trifecta or yeah. play by the time. <laughs> the the first Gristle thing Brand. we were thinking of is how to get Gristlebrand. How to get Gristlebrand to play? Because I think at the time he was banned as a commander, they were still doing that. Oh yeah, and but then, but he wasn't necessarily he was the last one. From I think, commander. I think him or Braids. I think were the last ones that did that, and then they. If not, I think up. we had a first house rule. Like, no, dude, he's too cool. We can't ban him. Okay, we need to ban him. But yeah, the guys. <laughs> Broken, <laughs> sure, dude. So he kind of, as we were talking about it, Brad's just like, I don't know, man. This is like going to be comp- pretty linear, right? You'd be doing the same thing. Yeah, there was a high cost investment. Yeah, just get Shadowborn Apostles to demons. So we got home and we just started looking at Shizo caretaker decks that already had existed. I think a lot of them have shifted over to do this. Sure, you know, sure. but ones that had had existed without this kind of idea. And I don't know. We were more attracted to loading the deck full of budget one toughness or one power creatures that either do something when they die or do something when they enter the battlefield. Right. Right. Um, it became a little clunkier because they don't, a lot of these creatures don't have the ability to kill, sacrifice themselves. So, so we you had to kind of build that into the deck. Yeah. And then right. he rolled it out. Right. And started playing it. And I remember thinking like, oh, whatever, it's not going to be that big of a deal. It'll be funny. <laughs> right. As a, as a deck. Yeah, Dude, I, I, remember, I think it came out of left field for sure. Because oh, we, we, we it was just wrong. the three of us that were playing at the time. We'd play right, it was like, only us three. So, and yeah. We were so wrong. Yeah, the deck is, me and Andy both, like, literally were just like, there's nothing we can do. Yeah. There is. There's nothing you can do. Nothing we can Once do. Once you get set up, there is, yeah. It, it It's it's definitely, like, a little bit on the, almost on the verge of magical Christmas land magic if you get it all set up. <laughs> but, oh, my God, when it comes offline, it's like, yeah, I just don't even want to finish this. You have, like, people just scoop. That's how the deck wins, usually. It's just I, right. like, all right, we give up. We get it. You know? Yeah. Think, yeah, totally. I think the first version had a little bit, it was more punchier. But I, it didn't have like sustainability or, yeah, which is something you realize you needed. As well, yeah, it was like it couldn't bring itself back. Or I think I dialed back some of the shit and have it be able to bounce back better or like set up. I don't know m- more. What's the word I'm looking for? Like frequently. Whereas that was kind of like, oh, I had a good opening hand. They're bucked. But it's like if my shit was gone, it was really hard to get it back. If you guys had to make it resilient, so, so you've adjusted to make it more right. resilient because more resilient. because we I think we've talked it. about this in, in several episodes that like uh, with time metas uh, play groups whatever they they adjust to a deck like something might be super powerful some player might be really raping people but 
everything. It, yeah, they adapt. It, it, it adjusts. They get wise to your act and realize, like, yeah, they know, they know what to do or whatever. And, and your yeah. deck eventually loses some power or some footing. So. Right. So Brad had to adjust. So we're to so, yeah. deck as is now. So hit us with your updated list, right? Let's kind of go through it. What? Okay. So uh, the basic idea is you want to be getting the mileage out of death and enter the battlefield triggers. And it's not just on my turn that's that you can do that. We want to set the deck up so we can do that on every turn because right. she doesn't say it's she doesn't say specifically my turn. She says end of the turn. So if it's the end of the turn, anything with a power of one or less that's in your graveyard will come back if she's on the battlefield. So you want to be able to do right. a so you want to, you want to take a turn and every come turn. back on every turn. Yeah, I don't want to say the word shenanigans, but you do want to do shenanigans on every but you turn. Do you want can. To do so shenanigans. You, would you say this because we talked about this in the Yisan episode? Do you think this deck gets stronger or weaker if there's more players? I think there's a sweet spot. I think I think in four players, I think it's kind of. It can do it. I think five's a sweet spot, and then six, it's uh, and it's, uh, I'm, we rarely go past because there's a lot of answers that aren't on the board. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like six. There's going to be that guy that has like a graveyard answer or an exile answer. I mean, because that's that's a weakness. It's getting exiled. I'm smile black, but I think five's the sweet spot. Four, you can do it. Huh. Okay. Right. Cool. Definitely multiplayer, though. I mean, it, it takes it. Very, it takes the uh, it takes advantage of the multiplayer game. So, what are your good? What are what are okay. some cards that stick out as far as so, like guys that enter and okay. the ones that you want so, coming in and out of the battlefield a lot? Yeah, we'll, we'll start with the things that need to die. Okay, and <laughs> they just gotta. <laughs> yeah, well, we're having a fodder. They're called fodder. Or the ones that people should exile. The ones that sh- people should really not let resolve and, and stick I think around. Before I start, I want to. I want to say that these are very. Most of these cards are budget, and it's oh, yeah. because they they're low in power and they're they're impactful to where I need them to be. But sure. I don't think that they have a very big price range because there's other decks that there don't really. Be, there wouldn't be a really way to abuse it in another format. I mean, there might be, but not in, not every turn with you know four five different people. It's just commander's a place for. Some cards that have no other place to be. Right. Yeah, to, it's not like, like noxious gear hulks. They're right, not. Right. Like, <laughs> I'm just trying to think of an expensive card that has like a power of one that just, I don't know. Like, they're just there, not, there is a couple yeah. in magic. There's a lot in magic, but I'm just saying that I don't think we're not shooting expensive cards. Yeah, like all the, all the headliners yeah. on EDH Rec, um, all the signature cards on EDH Rec for this deck are, they're under a dollar. Yeah. And I might have a lot as of far them. as like your power one or less. Ones. So that makes the deck that much cooler. We built that expensive, right? EDH trick, or at least it doesn't need to be. All right. So first, to start off is bottle gnomes. This is actually an older card. They've actually reprinted in a couple <laughs> commander sets, but it simply is just three mana for a one-three artifact creature that has its own sacrifice ability to gain you three life. Well. Every other ter- every turn, you can just sack it and gain three life. Sack it and gain three life. Sack it and gain three life, and it'll just keep coming back, coming back. It's got a big butt too, so it's this. Good this was one of the cards in That's that, the that first. Yeah. yeah, like that was the original deck, and it yeah. just. I was like, shit. I don't know he's gonna get into. I don't know what to do. Or refreshments. <laughs> yeah. Well, that one's good because it has a sack tr- outlet on itself. Right. Exactly. So it's. It yeah, probably wouldn't well, be if it didn't can, have that. You probably wouldn't. I don't know. Like, yeah. Some that can kill themselves. I think are really good. 
Because that way you don't have to set up a witch. Yeah. Okay. Uh, this one's this one's kind of uh, this one's very specific, but it it's actually worked pretty well. I think we had it in the original too. It's the heap doll. It's one mana for colorless scarecrow artifact. One one sacrifice it. Remove a target card in the graveyard from the game, so it can actually kill itself and start picking graveyards down. Yeah, and so I'm willing to bet. So by the these time days, you everybody's pass your got. Turn. Oh yeah, a graveyard player. Oh, yeah, these days. that's so, a meta yeah, pick. I, but I, I think one time Mirren exists. Kaladar yeah. exists. Yeah. I think one Mizzix time exists. somebody completely bogged my yard, and I still had that guy, and I was like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna retaliate with that. <laughs> I'm gonna because they were playing a graveyard deck too. I'm, I'm gonna fucking, how dare you? <laughs> right. and I think I got the heat doll out, and there's just one, 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 one. Like just got rid of all the shit. Hold and it came across. It somehow got quick. my shit back. And it's hard like, to like contextualize it because it's happening everyone's turn. So it happens on Brad's it's turn, like Kyle's turn, threat. Andy's turn, Cody's turn. Like yeah, five, five cards. It's really per like four revolution card. around yeah, the so table for one mana. And and just by playing the game, he's he's nuked four cards out of somebody's yard. Yeah, and, and the mileage out of it's not really seen until they're like, oh gosh, it's happening all the time. Ugh. And you with that? Oh, stop. Okay, the next card's the Marsh Flitter from Lorwyn. Um, it's a f- three colorless, one black mm, fairy rogue. Flying, when Marsh Flitter enters the battlefield, put two black 1-1 uh, one, one goblin rogue creature tokens in the battlefield. So that's pretty good. When she enters, she brings her own tokens in. And then she has an ability where you could sack one to make her a 3-3. But for a black deck making 1-1 one, one tokens just for something entering the battlefield, you get two of them. So every turn she enters, two goblins, yeah, she's gonna two, goblins you more. two goblins, and right. they're black goblins, which is even cooler. So <laughs> that one's pretty good. Uh, the Silent Arbiter, I like this guy because he doesn't go down, and he actually is defensive. He's good defensively because this he's is like not a pillow for it a little yeah, bit. Yeah, this isn't an attack deck. We are not attacking, and he's a I, he helps I, with that. I use a Silent Arbiter in Sigarda because I need. Yeah, I mean, I if you only to defend guy. yourself and kind of like right. limit people's yeah. ability to. Okay, so what he's he do? four mana for a one-five construct artifact creature. No more than one creature can attack each combat, and no more than one creature can block each combat. He's a one five, so that means he'll keep coming back. It, so you can use him as fodder with some of the other sack engines that I'll do later, or describe what they are later. And then if he does die, or you can use him as a blocker. He'll just come right back. I've seen him play politics with that one though, where somebody's like, they had a bunch of people and needed to attack me. Oh, oh yeah. And he's like, like I'll, I'll sack it, I'll so sack you it if go you go after this them, turn. and yeah. then they drop it, and it's like <laughs> then and then it comes right back up. So it's, he can shut this fort that's on a, and that's off. That's a good really card. sweet plan in that. It's in this pretty deck. annoying. He can't like reprint him in conspiracy. Like I think yeah. he's just he's actually a really good card. I think he's kind of underrated. I, we don't see it that much, but I I, I think you're right. right. Well, I mean, if you're playing a creature centric deck right. that needs to attack, it's, it's hard. This to next card, that one, but I feel that I, th- I think it's a good card in commander and I think it's a good black card, but I think that the deck that can handle its downs downside is this one specifically. So it's the abysmal gatekeeper, really old card, two mana, one black, one colorless, it's uh, one one summon gatekeeper. I've never seen gatekeeper. summon gatekeeper. Yeah, it's pretty. It's, it's like a spider on a. You're just like you're reading the actual physical card right now. Keep going. Yeah, I'm gonna look up what really, it is now. There's no way they left it's it. Old Mark, no, they didn't. It's that old Mark Tiedon <laughs> art. Where everything's really like just his art's kind of creepy. Uh, if abysmal gatekeeper is put into any graveyard from play, each player chooses and buries a creature. So each player, when this dies, each player sacks a creature. So for me. 
if it dies, I'm going to have to sack an additional one. But I don't know. My deck can handle that sack because most likely if I'm going to sack something else, it's going to come back. So this is like a constant Fleshbag Marauder. Yeah, that one. That one. Was this in your original? Yeah, I think it was in the original list, but I don't think I got it. Because that was one of the things that I really struggled with. Is like we could not keep creatures on the battlefield because of things like that. Because like again, like you said, like if there's five people at the table, you you do it on your turn. Yeah. Okay, everybody sacks. Next guy's turn, second. Right. Next guy's turn third. Like by the time it's gone around once, you've had to sack five creatures. Right. And my it's, board's still. Yeah. Fun. This and thing. This it's, thing's just. It's yeah. Bad. It's to like deal a. You want to probably think about like a flesh bag marauder, but it, because it's a three power creature, this is the alternative. Right. Yeah. And it's, it's perfect. It's so frustrating to find cards for this deck because it's like, oh, that'd be awesome. Oh, but it's two power. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Wow, like you actually want big. them to be weaker. You know. Yeah. I get a big boner when I see cards. Like, oh, what was that fox? <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a that filigree. Little... It, yeah. it was from Keladesh. It was like the filigree fox or something like oh, that. that filigree so familiar. Good. It was it like, won't work. yeah, it was a two-two that lets you draw a card and gains you two life or something, right? When like ETBs or dies, my like, oh, and he's like, that'd be, I'd be all over that. But yeah, like, well, even in the new commander set, power, even work. in the new uh, commander set, there was this like zombie necromancer. Not the necromancer I put in, but the other oh, one. Oh, the was vindicated like a, lich. Yeah, like that guy dies. He's like three, one. Four, somebody loses four, do this. Do, he has like three different things he does when he dies, but he's like four, one. And I'm like, ah, oh, they should have just reversed it. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to be a one, four. <laughs> so the gatekeeper's a horror. Is that what he really Yeah, that's yeah they, it's a horror. That's what the oracle did up to. Just Actually, a horror. So what, is the, what did they change the text to? Because it's. When Abysmal Gatekeeper is put into a graveyard from play, yeah, each player sacks a creature. Yeah. That's what I was. They have it buried. So you have to have this one with another one in play, or at least nobody else in play. Like, you couldn't run this and by itself with Charade. Yeah, that would be pretty cool. Because you have to sack it after it's dead. That'd be a liability. I probably wouldn't even cast it if I didn't have another creature. Yeah. Okay. He's risky, like I said, but I think the only deck that can actually uh, get the mileage out of him is this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the next one's actually a newer card. I fucking hate this card. This card is really good and sealed, I think. I don't even hate it for a good reason. I lost a pre-release because of this card. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's so, it. I know I lost. I know I lost that pre. I didn't. Well, I got f- what you fourth? took fourth. I was gonna get higher. It was this kid that was playing this that got me. This yeah. is why. Okay. Yeah. So uh, it's called the Disciple of Phoenix. This yep. is before Phoenix even arrived. Uh, two colorless, two black, human cleric, one three. When Disciple Phoenix enters the battlefield, target player reveals the number of cards in his or her hand equal the devotion to black. Uh, you choose them, one of them, and discard that card. Devotion is equal to how many black mana symbols that you control in your permanence. So that one, that one is actually nuts. When you get to like discard, where you get to choose, right, right, is powerful. Yeah, because that's not very common where you can no. choose what they discard, no. especially with permanence. But yeah, that's like where he can get into your hand and not, select stuff he doesn't want to see. I think it's important that in Commander when you're just doing a one discard effect, it's not really worth it. Like, oh, I'm going to run yeah, Thoughtseize. It's like, well, you're only going to do it once. Yeah, we, we, we kind of have this. Those multiple people, it's just not worth it. Yeah, we had this conversation with Erebos because that was something that I was aiming to do was like, how do I make everybody discard? And how do I make it a repeatable effect? And this one where it's a repeatable effect and you're getting to choose. Even you had to discard your own stuff, but I guess to you it's worth it. Yeah, I mean, if if you have card advantage, it's fine. But (laughs) yeah, yeah, I dig this one. Yeah, because it's it's constant. 
you're playing commander, you're probably gonna have a ton of black symbols out. You'd yeah, probably be able to get C full hands. Um, if not, you're probably gonna just be shooting at the blue guy. So this one's an ATB. <laughs> Is this our first enter the battlefield trigger? Uh, it might be. Yeah. So all no, the other ones the up until was, the, the been, Mars oh, flitter yeah, was okay. an ATB. Yeah. So yeah. we've had a lot of like sack either type or. things like, yeah. in graveyard, or. but. Okay. Uh, this one's a really. This is just a common card, and we call him David for some I don't know reason. Why do we call this thing David? I think it's because the art's done by David Pluem Palumbo. Oh. Oh. Okay. So that guy, I think that Magic Man Sam did our uh, thing on, on him. David Palumbo. Yeah. Uh, just simply the black cat, one colorless, one black, zombie cat. Uh, when black cat dies, target opponent discards a card at random. At random. Yeah, anything at random is gnarly. And since I can do this every other round, every round, ugh, that card can get annoying. Yeah, you can yeah. latch onto one person and just keep whittling them down. Or well, yeah, last time, last time you played this deck, I remember sitting there like thinking, I have a way to deal with Brad in my hand. What if he targets me with a black cat and randomly just takes what I need? Leave it right. To the universe, I'm. Fucked. I hate it. <laughs> to the universe. I get so stressed out when I have to do right. the random discard, dude. Yeah. It's so stressful to resolve it. It's always just that, like, you're just sweating, you're like, over again. Right. But then you realize, like, oh, I still discarded something. That fucking sucks. Yeah, it's just, yeah. And then if yeah. it's the thing you wanted really bad, fuck! Yeah. That's just good luck. And, you know, even if you don't want to pick somebody out specifically, you're just, no, oh, well, I'm just doing it around the table. Hey, man, it's random. Don't yeah. get mad at random. <laughs> uh, don't get mad at This random. next card came out in Amonkhet, which... I think it was the Liliana Planeswalker specific deck. So it actually wasn't in the real set, but I could be wrong. Oh, it was in the dual decks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. they weren't dual. They were called the Planes. Yeah, whatever. Planes they're, whatever. They're, yeah. they're the dual decks. Yeah. They're I mean, pretty much no, yes. But they're not. Yes, the no, starter. Maybe. Yeah. Kind of. The not starter decks. Yeah. So he's called the Tattered Mummy. He's a colorless and a black. If you see a pattern, a lot of this stuff is actually really low CMC. And that's another advantage is that the low CMC allows you to dump two, a lot of three, this kind of stuff bring out. Them back. Right. Uh, the Tattered Mummy, one colorless, one black, jackal, zombie. When Tattered Mummy dies, each opponent loses two life. So this one, when I saw it, I was like, damn, yeah, I really need to potent. get that. Yeah, it's a global each turn. It's, yeah. You're not specifically hitting somebody, you're hitting everyone every turn. So he's a one, two, comes back, keeps coming back. Power, the power's the important part. This next one came from Kaladesh. It's called the Weapon Craft Enthusiast. Two colorless, two black creature, Etherborn Artificer with Fabricate. And Fabricate states when this creature enters the battlefield to put two 1 1 counters on it, which we'll never do. But it says, <laughs> or you can put two colorless 1 1 servo creature tokens into play. He's so a zero blockers. one. Yeah, so you just keep making 1 1s with him, kind of like the Mars Flitter. Okay. So as we go through, that's not all the guys that die and come back. That's just the ones that are specifically meant to die. There's some other things that like death happening, and they can actually have their themselves die. So like the blood some, artist. Yeah, like the blood artist. He loves shit dying, but he can actually die too at the He's end. He's a zero one. Come He's going to come back. Right. There's, there's other cards like that. There's actually some sack outlets like the Vizier Seer that can actually just kill himself because he's a 1-1. One, one. Which is so weird. You know, it's... Yeah, like so piloting this deck, what is the most important thing to keep in mind? Like, okay, if you're gonna so hand this deck the, to somebody, the, the most important thing in mind is that you're gonna need something that can consistently kill. Um, it's good to have a, a creature that can kill itself, but consistently, you need something that can a sacrifice enable outlet. it. You need, a, you need an, an enabler, so 
now we can go into sacrifice outlets. Okay. So we have the Vizier Seer, which is one mana. I think, gosh, everyone should know this card by now. Vizier Seer, one mana, vampire wizard. He's a 1-1. One, one. Sacrifice a creature, and then you can scry one. So he's an outlet. You can not Sweet only you know kill the Tattered Mummy every turn, you can now kill him and scry every turn. So that helps big ton. The next card is an artifact, Ashnod's Altar, which is an old card. Really old card. I remember I hated the artwork because uh, we. this is the deck we first got it for. Oh yeah, that yeah. came to our yeah. table. The old one, and I was like, it was like that? a, it was a white bordered one, and you like <laughs> ruined it. He like oh, tried yeah, to, get, he tried to do, he tried to get Sharpie to like get rid of the white board because yeah. he like despises white border. I did yeah, too. Yeah, you just kind of have to deal with it now. But when they did the new art, I was like, oh my god, I, I just new put art. a, I just put a white border card into a white sleeve for a, a new deck. Mm-hmm. It looks funky. It does look really yeah. funky. It's like I have a tiny card inside of this. Yeah, it's thing. like you only have a like inner. You only have the like the portrait, the frame. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not even the frame. Yeah. Ashnod's altar, three colorless mana for an artifact. It has an activated ability: sacrifice a creature at two mana to your color, two colorless mana to your mana pool. Uh, that one gets pretty insane. I mean, if you have a ton of fodder, a lot, a lot of decks. That's a, a combo yeah, piece. That's that a can, combo piece. It's a, a good mana ramp. Yeah. And Locust God, it's a combo piece. It's just, yeah. yeah. Tesa. I mean, if you're going to shoot a giant X spell and you have like five creatures, well, that's already 10 mana you could put into it. Mm-hmm. And with Shrey, it's just going to come back the next turn. Spawning Pit. Um, th- I mean, some of these aren't really like, oh, that's so broken, but it's sometimes you have to stretch just to get it. I mean, I can't have Goblin Bombardment. It's red. I mean, if I could, I would. Right. <laughs> but, you know, this card. <laughs> This card does the job. Spawning Pit, two colorless mana artifacts, has sacrifice creature, put a charge counter on the spawning pit. It says remove a two charge counters for one mana on spawning pit to put a two two spawn artifact creature token into play. So I mean it's good. It's a good sack outlet. If something's gonna get board wiped, you can always just like dump them into the pit and then re put creatures out later. It's it's a good sack outlet. It really is. Yeah, it's, yeah, I dig that. Yeah. Um, this one is for Sheree specifically, and I think this card is fucking awesome. I, 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 I think it's actually a, one of the alpha cards in the deck. Not alpha. The it set. just has a lot I of mean, synergy with Sheree. As in like it, it's mean, the like, top dog Yeah, it's just really alpha. good. Uh, and it's an old ass card too. It's from Visions, which I don't know how I know it's from Visions. Oh, it's because I watched I watched a video of a guy opening Visions box and he pulled a bunch of dark <laughs> privileges. I'm like, yeah. Oh, wait, and he's like, <laughs> He didn't comment in the card once. I'm like, oh, such, a card, card. such a good card. <laughs> Dark privilege. Uh, two mana, one colorless, one black. Enchant creature gets plus one. Oh, it's enchant creature. So it's enchant an creature gets plus one. It's an old aura card. It doesn't say aura. Uh, has an activated ability that gives a creature that says sacrifice a creature. Regenerate the enchant creature. Oh. That's insane. Which is why, <laughs> like, I, I, I know when you first so was, started using this, yeah. it was kind of like... Because, like, the big... Then, no, the big thing was just, like, kill Sheree. Right. That's definitely, like, the eye of the storm. Like, we figured that out, and then he had to tool back a lot of the a lot of what he wanted the deck to do to protect Sheree. Yeah, just and so this, you could protect Sheree. This and- card just does two things at once. It lets him regenerate his commander from a board wipe, provided it'll, it's yeah. an allowable board wipe. Sure. And it's it's a sack outlet. Yeah, it, it's, it's absolutely awesome. Like, I... Whenever I see dark privilege come out, I'm I'm. It's really good I'm for sure. Scared. It's really good for sure. I'm quite scared. <laughs> I, I think another note is that it 
you don't even need to do it just to regenerate or like you can just do it as a sack. Yeah. Like, well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Regenerator. Because it is an outlet for sacking yeah. other creatures, like, right? Yeah. And it's, I mean, if there was a board wipe, it would stay around with her. So it's like, oh, you get to keep your sack outlet too. So uh, it's just a good card. Not yeah, it, it is. Like I, like I say, I'm, I'm always concerned when I see that because I think it's going to be, okay, that, looking, that to me is an indicator that even, it's going to be difficult to undo what you're doing. A lot of the time he eats all of his own creatures. All you have to do is just kill her in response and then it's like, fuck, then they don't come back. Right. Yeah, which you know? I will yeah, state, oh, state that at the end. Okay, this next card, I actually replaced a card that I originally had in it because I, it might that other card might go back in and that's hypno, uh, sadistic hypnotist. You got rid of the sadistic hypnotist? Yeah, sadistic and, hypnotist? It, and there's a reason why. There's there's like a clause on these that's kind of hard to... It, I mean, it's still good, but it's kind of like not my what I was shooting for. I mean, I bet you a lot of people are going to be like, why does he not have a sadistic hypnotist? Uh, um, and that's because you can only do the statistic hypnotist at sorcery on, speed. At sorcery speed on your turn. This one you can only do at sorcery speed too. But I'll read why that I think this one's a little better. Mind slash. It's an enchantment. One colorless, two black enchantment. You can pay one black mana, sack a creature, look at a target opponent's in hand, and choose a card from it. That player discards it. So the hypnotist just does two, and then they shred two. You know, two cards at a time. This one actually lets you just sack a creature and grab okay. something specifically. How much mana is it? It's three mana. So to put this into context, I think why this is... I think I think you're right to kind of compare the two. So the, the sadistic hypnotist is five it's mana. Five. Um, and it is not a one-powered yeah, creature, two, two. so it can't be recurred. Right. I think the only thing it has going for it is that the, the sacrifice cost doesn't require mana. But then there's that. Like it, I think this one's more, let's get rid of a quantity out of their hand versus... Let me get specifically what I don't want in their hand out, right? It's probably like going to have more slash. staying power, too. I would say, I mean... The Mind Slash? Well, yeah, it's not a creature. Yeah, because it's not a creature. It's yeah. an enchantment. So creatures and are more vul- more vulnerable to removal. Absolutely. And like like is, has been mentioned, the two converted mana that's saved in its cost, like you're you're probably going to... I think you're right, Brad. Like you're going to get more value out of yeah. this. Yeah, this is that's yeah. I can see why the two are being compared. I guess if you really just want to not be selective about what you're removing, then yeah, it's the hypnotist. If you want to select what you're removing, then it's mind slash. I mean, you could run them both. I just I'm kind of tight for room. I mean, there's probably some cards I want to cut eventually that I he might go back in. He's still a damn good card. He's yeah. really good. I'm not saying it's not good. I just say he's currently not in here. Okay. But I'm saying that if a consideration did, for those out there that want to build a dig. Yeah. yeah. So it's Mind Slash or Sadistic Hypnotist or, or both. Or both. Or both. I, I think Mind Slash is better for the blue player. I think Hypnotist is just better around for screwing everyone just shredding else. everyone's hands. Because <laughs> it's like if you're going to have the blue player and he's got a ton of cards in his hand. I mean, if, and it, you know, we have to think in our group too, a lot of people have been running no max hand size. I mean, I, what, last week? Like even the Gitrog, he had like a fat stack in his hand, and it's yeah, like, what part am I going to try to get? Yeah, I, I did. Two at I a did time? the Praetor's Council. Yeah, what's he going to drop? He's going to drop two lands every time. So it's maybe hand. a meta consideration. Like if your meta has a lot of blue players that run no max hand size limitations, then the Sadistic Hypnotist is going to lose value, right? Sure. Because right. they've got so many cards in hand. 
it's going to be hard. But then with mind slash, it's like, you're going to get real intimate with that hand for a while. (laughs) Get real physical with it. And pick exactly what you want and tear it out. Mm, Yeah. It's a thought season. It's well, without losing life. I think even thinking at the base level of a blue player having just seven cards in his hand and he's out of mana, like then you don't want a cyclonic rip happening. Just, Grab it, discard it. Yeah, get that know. mind slash in there. <laughs> when you give them the option, discard get two. They're going to discard slashed. the two land. You know, it's you're going to have. You could have fuel enough to discard a whole guy's hand, but I just, I'm off. yeah. When you when you get the chance to yeah. pick, pick this next yeah. guy is a really old card. Man, the art's freaking creepy as hell. You like older cards? Uh, some of the older ones, just like what the hell are they thinking? Sedolvi Sed. Soul Devi Adnate. Mm-hmm. Soul Devi Adnate. One colorist, one black. Summon a cleric. So just cleric. Probably human cleric. Guarantee it's human cleric. You think? I, uh, yeah, you're right. It's a human cleric. Yeah, I didn't even look it up. <laughs> it's it the just, oracle text. It just looks like a human. Uh, one, two. You can tap him to sacrifice a black or an artifact creature to add any amount of black mana equal to the creature's casting. Uh, basically... You add black equal to their CMC. So you can sack a creature artifact, then you get black mana to their CMC. Play this only as an interrupt. I don't really think that's a thing anymore, the whole place interrupt. I think it just means that you can do this. Yeah, they don't <laughs> say that. It just it's been that part's been removed. So this one will help you sack some of your higher costed one one powers. Like for instance, like the Marsh Flitters, four mana. Yeah, she her ETBs brings two goblins with her, but she sack her get four, four mana. mana. Yeah, yeah, four solid black. It's not colorless. So then she just specifically black, which is pretty good. Huh. So he pays for him. Like he can have some creatures pay yeah, for themselves. Yeah, okay. that would be sick, but he doesn't. Okay. Okay. So those are some dependable sack outlets. There's some others in here that are a little less dependable, but they're a little more. I don't want to say niche. They have what, more janky. Of, you got some janky. They're kind of janky. Some of them are janky. Dude, give us some of that jank, dude. Look okay, so I want to. Okay, well, dude, we want to go. Give jank. me something. We'll go to jank alley. Let's dude. go jank. <laughs> Let's go to jank alley. We'll go to jank alley. Okay, so Dog these gone these jank cards, alley. I mean, people are like, <laughs> what the hell? Um, so it's these are spin off. Like when you round the pub, like there's jank alley off of the off diagon, diagon alley. alley. And it, what's in jank alley? Like <laughs> a bunch of people rolling dice against cardboard. I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's all the dropouts. You got like people who just fucking dropped out. And they're like, yeah, I don't know, man. Being a wizard's a lot of responsibility. <laughs> Let's go to jank alley. dude. Okay. <laughs> hit Hit us with it. All right. So let's go to jank Probably alley. They're with, smoking. Uh, yeah. Uh, this is actually it's funny you guys brought up Harry Potter because this is really Harry Potter. Is it? Yeah, these are really Harry Potter. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. Really 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 Give it to me. What is it? Okay, so these are from M14. They're actually a three pair combo. Um, Ooh. <laughs> People are like, what the hell? I'm in okay, So the first it. part is called the Festering Note. He's a one mana for a one one salamander. <laughs> when Festering Note dies, target a uh, creature in opponent controls gets negative one, negative one to turn. Huh. Eh, you can kill a negative one. I mean, I'm trying to think of something with a one power that. There's plenty of utility creatures. That, there's mana dorks. Yeah, I mean, you can slow somebody down. Stuff can die. You can, tri- you yeah. can trick a, trip up a block like yeah. where they so thought it was going to be we'll, okay. We'll read half of his text and come back to it. Okay. So the next card is called The Bubbling Cauldron. The Bubbling Cauldron. So it's two colors mana for just an artifact. It says pay one, tap it, sacrifice a creature, you gain four life. That's pretty cool, right? So, but it's a tap outlet. Like, we'll yeah, only read half the text on that one, too. Okay. <laughs> so the next one is 
the rare from this. So one's a common, the other one's uncommon, the other one's the rare. The rare. The other, this one's called the Bog Brew Witch. Actually, this thing reminds me of uh, one of the witches from The Witcher. Yeah. The Bog Brew Witch. Three colorless, one black, human wizard, one three, two mana. You can tap her to search your library for a named card, the Festering New or the Bubbling Cauldron, and put them onto the battlefield tapped. It's not even in your hands. It's in the oh. battlefield. So she goes and then fetches the other two. Yeah, she fetches the other two. And you're like, well, why is there a synergy with the other two? Yeah, there is a synergy with the other two. So the other half of the cards is, remember, if the nuke dies, something gets a negative one. But if that creature... Uh, that creature gets negative four instead if you control the Bog Brew Witch. So she found the new when it dies now. So now it's you negative can remove four, stuff that's, not negative that's two. A, huh. Toughness of four. So that is actually a lot more threatening. That kills a lot of. That kills Brago. That kills Mizzix. That does kill Brago. It kills Brago, dude. That kills Mizzix. Yeah. <laughs> He's the uh, king eternal. That'll kill, dude. That'll kill Cranko. That'll kill Mizzix. That'll kill. You'll kill Karatter. That'll kill. Will it kill Karate? Yeah, he has four life. Oh. Dude, the Getrog monster is yeah, coming. Some, the Getrog monster it's, doesn't It's going to come fuck. eat your witch. There's not so, too yeah, many just commanders in that range, but the ones there's there, a are, ton. there are there are, there are some that it can there's actually kill. There's quite a few, dude. Yeah. It'll even kill Yidris. It'll, It'll kill take Sos- out Atraxa. Sasuke is a 3-4. Yeah, dude. There's plenty. Or she 4-5. Four, 4 is plenty. Aurelia is a 3-4, right? Yeah, Aurelia's a 3-4. Is she? Right, pretty yeah, sure. That bitch would get wrecked then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that bitch would get okay. wrecked. So then the second part is the cauldron. So the, the witch said she can either get the newt or the cauldron. So if the cauldron is in play. So do you have to use the cauldron to kill the newt? Or if it, no, newt, you do if not it just dies it. anyway and the cauldron's in play, no, it's a negative the, four. Okay, let me restate this. She if turned the witch, me into a newt. If the witch, <laughs> let me, let me let's slow this down. If the witch is in play, she can tap and find the newt or the cauldron and put them in the battlefield. Okay. Oh, she can't. Not to mention she's a one three, so, so if she does herself. somehow die, she'll okay. come back and she can be fodder. Okay. So the newt, if the newt dies while well, she is on the battlefield, it doesn't matter how the newt dies, instead of something getting negative one, it gets Just negative, negative four. four. Okay. She has to be on the battlefield or the she cal- has to be on the battlefield. Oh, it's not okay. the call. It's like her he familiar. Witch. It's her right. familiar. It's her okay. familiar. So but if the bubbling cauldron is out, the bubbling cauldron is its own sack outlet. And it says if you pay one and sack a creature, you gain four life. But if you pay one and sack a creature that is named the newt specifically, mm. each opponent loses four life and you gain life loss equal to that way. Whoa. So, so in that five player scenario you're talking about. That's a lot. You just gained 16. It's janky as shit. And brought the table down the total <laughs> yeah, of 16. It's janky. It's janky, and we put it in because we thought it would be funny because it was it came out around that time. Like, let's just throw that one witch in. Well, yeah, because we're talking yeah, dude, about the Shadowborn Apostle, so it's kind right? Of a Same three, thing. It's kind of like, yeah, you could put in the Statistic Hypnotist and get rid of that. It'd be fine. If you don't want to run that, it's fine. I think we did No, it. you have to. That's, that's too it. funny. It's having funny. Those three. It's, yeah, it's just funny. Really, all you need is the witch. She can grab the other yeah, two. Yeah, because she'll get the other two. And she can bring herself back. Right. You know, right? Does she? tap she does yeah tap. she does oh, tap. That so is you the can't down, do it every turn that is the downside okay. of it. that is it is only your turn but if you do get the cauldron out and just the newt by herself sometimes you draw into them sometimes you can tutor one even without her well and the, and the nature of the deck is that they're going to have staying power better than other creatures like yeah i mean what yeah. You, like in a normal you're going to get you're going to pull it you off you can do that in a 60 or it's but, pretty fun or a normal commander deck but this one's like my turn bam 
four, 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 four mm. you know, I gained 20 or 24. Yeah, that's, that's a win con. Yeah, it's <laughs> we, it adds a little bit. <laughs> a little bit. I've pulled away from death with a couple, like, just a couple new kids. Some of that bog brews. So let's go into stuff that Ooh, likes. Tastes like butter beer. Let's go into cards that like stuff dying. Other stuff dying. Other dying. Either likes itself dying so, or some so kind of effect before you, dying. Before you jump into that, like... I, like I, I think we have some people listen that are are maybe a little. They're less experienced, I guess, with okay. Commander. So maybe it's good to lay it out that like, just to make it clear, the reason why we just went through all the creatures that want to die, and the do die, and, and his sacrifice outlets is he has to have sacrifice outlets. You don't want to just like you're not building a deck that like yeah, oh you just build block stuff that dies just cause yeah. like. The deck is piloting the deck. The deck, oh, the, it's, yeah, I the, see deck what you mean. the deck is sadistic to itself. It's, yeah, it, why it did is, I kill my own guys? Well, this that's is what why. you're fueling. Yeah. You're fueling the death, and you're fueling the ETBs. Sacrificing other creatures is an extremely powerful ability. Right, right. Like right. The sooner that you embrace that, a part as part of the of Black's identity, the better. Yeah, because I think I think there's some people that like when when you haven't played Black, like it's counterintuitive to do things like this, and so you're. You're, this this is the epitome of it right here. Like yeah. I'm building death into my deck so that I can benefit from that death. Yeah. I think out of our playgroup, I think I was the first one that started like, yeah, dude, you should kill my own shit. It was yeah, this. no, it was <laughs> yeah, it was. You've done crash the blood braided. Yeah, you've done. You also had like the um, don't even give me stars. Gave or whatever. And he had yeah, he had gay gave or whatever, and then he had uh yeah, sac- sacrificing creatures has we been had Brad's. The queen, dude. Savra. Yeah, oh, yeah. Savra. Savra was that so was the, That was the annoying. one that Andy and I just fucking hated. Because you would. Because we couldn't do anything. I wouldn't But then even you win. wouldn't and win. Wouldn't win. <laughs> that was why we didn't like it. We're like, yeah. Brad, you're controlling us but and you're, losing. <laughs> yeah. All right, hit us with the next All right, tier. So stuff. this stuff is the next cards. They like stuff dying. Uh, they benefit. They benefits either some way of something dying, or sometimes themselves even dying themselves or dying. Whatever. They like death. So we just did what <clears throat> likes to die, what what can kill. It's and what sacrifice you know, what sacrifices and let stuff die. I went through the janky shit. Uh, so we'll go through this. The blood artist. This is actually a really good card, just in general. Yeah, everybody knows about magic. this card for sure. Blood artist, one colorless, one black creature, vampire. Whenever blood artist or another creature dies, target opponent loses one life, and you gain one life. Zero one. So he can actually die himself and come back. Really so good. he loves death. He is death. You remember? Remember when this was, this came out? Oh it was yeah, hard to find. I remember. Andy, like I think we did. We buy a fat pack. Or I mean, yeah, a, a, booster we like a booster box. I think we bought a booster ba- box, and there was one. And yeah, I remember there was that. One, an, an entire in booster an entire box, booster and it's an uncommon. And it's an uncommon. And I needed four for yeah, my Andy deck that knew I wanted. He was going to use it. I think at that yeah. point you understood, man. You and I were going to get the uncommon sometimes. Yeah. So I was like, oh yeah, look at you. This set. hey, we bought Call of Dash. That's before we, we bought I need singles. this uncommon. Oh, like, it's not there. I don't know. We really liked boosters back then. That was like early on. There's that was our first, first set. I anyway. Still get, I still get giddy when I open a booster. I don't yeah, know. it's fun. All so right. the next one's kind of the same in a, in, in a weird way. It's called the Zulaport Cutthroat. He came from Battle of the Zendikar. The new Zendikar. Uh, one colorless, one black. Human rogue ally. 1-1. Hmm. One, one. Whenever Zulaport Cutthroat or another creature you control dies, each opponent loses one life, and you gain one life. So he, he's really comparable to the Blood Artist. There's some distinctions for sure, though. Right. He the hits all opponents with the life drain. 
right? Yeah. But the, he only goes off with your own creatures. Yeah, but he can. He does not really abusing the life gain part because you only still just gain one. The oh, other part yeah. that is kind of shitty is that it's my own creatures, but half the time most of my shit's done. Yeah, I mean, well, in this deck, the, contextually, it's awesome for this deck. Yeah. So. If people don't know the Blood Artist, I mean, even if you're not playing this deck or you do have another deck, he's so good in a board wipe. Like, yeah, there's oh, a board yeah. wipe. Okay, hold on, guys. So <laughs> what the hell's dying? Let's just, Everything. Let's just count, we count, need to count up how much you guys lose. Yeah. This next guy, he's from Rise of Eldrazi, the first uh, Eldrazi set. Pawn of Olamog, one and two color, uh, sorry, one colorless, two black, creature vampire shaman. Whenever Pawn of Olamog or another non-token creature you control is put into the graveyard from play, or dies, I think that's what they rephrased it to, you may put a zero one color Eldrazi spawn token into the battlefield that has, quote, sacrifice this creature, add one colorless to your mana pool. So that guy's pretty good. Get some, you can get yeah. some mana from your own guys. And tokens dying. for blocks. You can get mana that you don't need to use specifically at that time either. You can piggy bank it. Hmm. The Sifter of Skulls. This one's from uh, I think Oath of the Gatewatch. Gosh, a lot of freaking Zendikar. That was like three block. in a row, dude. Yeah, what's right? up with you and Zendikar? <laughs> I don't know. Old cards and Zendikar. Sifter of Skulls. So this is one of the Devoid cards. Sifter of Skull, three colorless, one black. Creature Eldrazi with Devoid. This card has no color, so it's black in its casting cost, but has no color once it's, it's on really, the battlefield. Is that important? Eh, maybe. If you're blocking, like, Intimidate or something. Yeah, I guess that's true. I don't yeah. know. Does that well, work? I thought that has to be an artifact. I don't know. Anyway. I don't no, you're right. You're right. Fucking no, dude. Okay, continue. I don't play this game that It comes much. up pretty rare, rarely in our group, I think. So this one's kind of in the same ballpark. Whenever another non-token creature you control dies, put a 1-1 colorless Eldrazi Scion. So the Olamog, Pawn Olamog does spawn. This one does Scion, but they're the same damn thing. So this one's just a 1-1 Eldrazi Scion that you can sack it out of colorless mana your mana pool. So it's a functional... It's the same shit. The other ones are just zero ones. These are just 1-1s. Um, the shitty part about Sifter of Skulls and the Pawn Olamog, I want to say, is that their power is over the one. Over the shit. One's two, two. The other one's a four three. So if they do die, they're fucking they're gone. Dead. Unless you have a way to get them back. <laughs> uh, this guy is pretty fucking funny. Uh, the Ogre Slumlord, he's three colorless and two black. He's from Gate Crash, Ogre Rogue. Whenever another non-token creature dies, so this one is not just specific to yourself, but also anyone else, huh. but it just has to be non-token, you may put a 1-1 black rat creature token on the battlefield. Rats you control have death touch. Huh. He's 3-3, so he would die permanently, but he's still, he's really good. I mean, no one, I think having just 1-1 death touch rats, people don't like that shit. They're not going to come like out. Like death, death touch is a always such a huge No one deterrent. ever attacks me when I have those snakes out. Ever. Yeah. yeah. Oh, You're right. I wouldn't. Fucking die. <laughs> okay, so these are some of the crown jewels for shit that likes to die, and these are actually some of your main control, control cards, and they just, oh god. Oh, they're so good. So this one's called Grave Pact. It's an enchantment. No size. No uh, no gutturals. No. Ugh. This this is what undid us. I this think is in the, concert with all the sack and the death. Yeah, this is really what controls. This is the what game. Un, un, undoes everything. Yeah. This and and the artist is called Puddinhead. And I've never seen him on any other card. And the art's so goddamn creepy. It's like, Puddinhead. There's a Thanks, lot. There's Puddinhead. a lot of arts for Grave Pact, but I think the Puddinhead newer one from what is that? It was like the, the X. The X is just tenth edition. Yeah, tenth edition. Tenth edition. Yeah. Goddamn. Grave Pact. One colorless. Three black. 
Uh, that's steep, but we're playing mono black. Mono black, oh well. Enchantment. Whenever a creature you control is put in the graveyard from play, or simply dies, each other player sacrifices a creature. This is so well, busted. With with Blood Artist out and and, yeah, that, like and that guy that makes a bunch of tokens, like a death or touch the guy token, that makes you sack a creature when you, yeah, it, there's so much yeah, benefit to just, you. It's its own board for your stuff bit. dying, it, and then there's fun, a functional reprint. So yeah, in the this functional one. reprint is the Dictate of Erebos, which is three colorless and two, two black. black. So it's one mana more, a little less intensive on the black, but, but it has its different advantage. So it's the same thing. It's an enchantment. And it has flash. So flash means that you can play it at any time. An instant can be played. So you can actually respond to shit with this. Um, but it also it has pretty much the same text, just they simplified it. Whenever a creature dies, each opponent sacrifices a creature. And it's just got this fucking, I actually love the art on that. It's like, he's got a broken nose. Yeah, like, that one's What eerie. kind of god has a broken nose? Like, wouldn't you, like... It might just be the lighting, I don't wouldn't know. Wouldn't you fix that shit, dude? <laughs> he's like, nah, dude. Show my uh, fucking Jank Alley fights. <laughs> Jank Alley. <laughs> They're so not this, just rolling dice. Okay, so this card, I think I wanted to say something about this guy. This guy should have been a mythic. I, I just, I don't know. I just think he should have been a mythic, dude. Okay. Obnixless Unshackled. This guy is steeped in glory. In glory. This guy is just, he's got so much stuff on him, but he actually is pretty damn good in the deck. I think he's good just in any board. Can you run deck. him as a commander for a minute? Yeah, he could be a commander. I mean, it'd be kind of boring, but he's just like... He, He's not just in here because he's a good black card. He is a good. He is a good. He actually does benefit from a lot of shit from here. So Omnixless Unshackled, four colors, two black, legendary creature demon, flying trample. Whenever an opponent searches his or her library, that player sacrifices a creature and loses ten life. So yeah, that is like, that's a nut shot. You like that fetch land? You like that cultivate? Oh, dude, that's not even just for tutors. It's like just don't even yeah, search. search. You want to tap Zer? I mean, you want to yes, attack with yeah, Zer and nope. lose ten? He just hoses Zer. Well, then I have to sack Zer. Like it just. Yeah, Yisan. Oh, he hoses Yisan. Like, yeah. It's important to state that I think yeah. it's whenever they search. So even if they, some cards that search for two, I think they'd still only lose just one. It's not per card. It's like yeah. Cultivate, they'd still just lose ten. Right. Sure. But, you know. But I, that's a steep price. Like, uh, you're not going to be a, doing that. Not, losing a creature and losing ten I mean, life. I, like, you wouldn't attack. You get four tutors. It did, hold on. Do you think <laughs> three, about it? Really. If, you, this three. Was out, if this was out and Zer was the only creature, why would Zer attack? Because he would have to sack I himself. I never did. I remember when you play that, I'd be like, well, that's out. See you tomorrow. Yeah. So that's the cool part about him that fits anywhere. But um, the part I put him in is not just because he's steep in glory, but he also has this additional thing that says whenever another creature dies, put a one on counter on him. So not only does he have all the extra stuff, he does get bigger with shit dying. So he is going to be going to get huge. He's going to be a big beater flyer, big flying trample, trampling. trampling so, flyer. so I was playing the landfall of Nixless this weekend, right? He's he does too. work too, and he's he's pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, so get the thing that I was missing though was was the flying from this one and trample. Yeah, oh, it's like bound oh, in the earth. Or the something. flying trample yeah. is just. I, I mean, I he is Re- he is truly unshackled. Yeah, <laughs> I think I played Re- I think I played reignited. Last week too, and I was like, "This planeswalker is pretty damn good." It's strong. The, guard the variations creature. of Obnixilus are there's like four Obnixiluses yeah, out. Oh yeah, out of nowhere. Reignited. I'm not talking about the Oath one or the Black Oath. He's I don't know. I never really played him. He's probably steeped too. You can actually have that fucker's commander. Yeah, yeah. be a commander too. So, um, let me think here. Um, 
All right, yeah. So we also have things in the deck that can die, um, but mostly that they're meant to bring stuff back. So let's give a scenario that you have a setup and you've been doing your shit every turn. Somebody gets sick of it, and by the time they get to their turn, they launch a Wrath of God. And they want to destroy everything you have, and there's really nothing you can do about it. And your shit dies, and Trey goes to the hill. And you have no cards in your... Well, you only have a couple cards in your hand, or you need to get your shit back. Um, With her dead, they're not going to come back, so you need to get them out of your graveyard. So we're going to talk about some recursion. So first off, we have the Dutiful Attendant, two colorless, one black, human warrior. He is from Dragons of Tark here. Whenever Dutiful Attendant dies, return another Tark creature card from your graveyard to your hand. And he's a one two. So so that you can so if you so get Shrey and this one, you can come yeah. back. He, and he's yeah. probably valued stuff that's in the graveyard. Like whatever whatever happened to get somebody to kill Shrey. Yeah. They wanted it gone. Yeah. Yeah. Know? And specifically why I pick him is because he's a one two. So, so he can be when she gets back out, you can play him, kill him off, well, bring shit back, kill him off, bring shit back. You're, you're, I you're think that's the big thing here is that like if it were just a one time thing, like you'd no. be really pretty meh. Yeah. But in the no. deck, it's happening. He's, over. Yeah, not mention he's fodder, over. he's doing your shit, he's getting your shit back, and... That's a cool one, I didn't know that was yeah. in there. Yeah, that's actually where we were okay, at. Right. another one. So this one's kind of the same concept, except for when it dies, it's an ETB. There's a cadaver imp from Roseville's Rosie. One colorless, two black, flying imp, one one. When cadaver imp enters the battlefield, you may return a creature card from your graveyard to your hand. So this guy's kind of immediate, when he comes in, he can bring one back, so... You actually might be able to. He might be just a little better because he's flying. He's answered. He's an answer right when he enters instead of where the other guy has to die. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, this guy, they just reprinted him in the new commander set. <laughs> the other, the old art's pretty funny too. This old, the new art's cool. Old art's funny. The apprentice necromancer. Um, other than that, I think this guy would suck anywhere else. I don't see like I think I think this guy was. I like think in the wizard sure. deck they did the twin, so you'd use the copy to. Right. Mm. Apprentice Necromancer, one colorless, one black, zombie wizard. He has pay one red, tap him, sacrifice a Apprentice Necromancer, return to our creature. Did you say one red? Sorry. Why am I thinking red? One black, one one black, and then tap. That's the second time that's happened. Somebody, this episode? No, like I did an episode. We The last the yeah, last episode, I was doing the Yisan deck. And he said and red. I said red. On red. <laughs> you guys both have red, red in your heart. Yeah, we do. <laughs> okay, anyway, hit, hit, sorry. So one black, tap, sacrifice apprentice necromancer, return to our creature card from the graveyard to the battlefield. So that's the advantage there. That creature gains haste at the beginning of the next end step, sacrifice it. You're like, oh, that's great. That doesn't seem too, too good. It doesn't really matter. But he comes he back sacks too. himself. He'll come back because he's a 1-1. The creature comes directly back to the battlefield, and then it gains haste so it can do whatever it needs to do at haste. And then at the beginning of the next step, end step, sacrifice it. But if Sheree's out, well, they at the end of the turn, they're both coming back. back. Yeah, so you could actually get two ETBs off of something, right? Right. And so, yeah. yeah, I mean, I I used it in the wizard deck out of the box. No, it works. It, it yeah, works, it for works. sure. It like works it, really it, good I mean, in it, this deck. It is good in this. It's awesome in this deck, but it it worked in the context of that like, yeah. wizard's pre-con. <laughs> Yeah, it's this, good. This next card, I really need to get the modern art. I hate this old art, but I think the modern art's kind of expensive for what it does. Okay, what is it? It's called the Hell's Caretaker. Three uh, colorless, one black. Summon Hell's Caretaker, which is actually it's actually a horror. It's I a horror it as well. Huh. It says tap, sacrifice creature, uh, 
take a target creature from the graveyard and put it directly into play. So basically it just says sack a creature, return a creature from your graveyard Seems to the battlefield. Good. It says only play this ability during your upkeep. Yeah, that oh yeah, that's the other limiting that's, factor. That's a limiting factor. So you yeah, like you 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 have to <laughs> do it at a very particular want, time. Dude? Yeah. But I mean, that's yeah, like you that's me. you want the benefit, like and it's black, it mostly wants you to play on your yeah, turn you anyway. So. It too. You don't even have to do it to get shit back. You can do it just to like I mean, he, he, he's kind of good in a, in a sense. Is like, well, let's say the guy just specifically killed the ogre guy that does rats. Well, then if he's on the battlefield, he can actually bring that guy back. Yes, yeah, so you, you can know? get these other things that aren't power one or yeah. less back. This card's fucking awesome. Victimize, two colors, one black. Sorcery, choose two target creature cards in your graveyard. Sacrifice creature if you do return the chosen cards to the battlefield tapped. So you can actually just bring two cards back for one. And it itself is a sack outlet. The one that you targeted will come back with them. Right. Right. Like, right. It's not like a, it is not <laughs> a trade with this. If she's out, like it's it just, intended to be a trade, but right. this one doesn't yeah. allow it to right. be. And then so synergy. Much. This one's a crown jewel for reclamation. It's an enchantment. One black mana. You can pay two mana. So one black, one colorless, pay two life, return a target creature card from your graveyard to your hand. And it's just an activated ability. You can, if you really had four mana, you could pay four mana, four life, do two creatures on a turn. You can go higher. So, lower. so in the scenario that that was described, you've got like one or two cards in hand. Everything's gone back to yeah, graveyard. It, yeah, you don't can refill your hand. Don't overreach. Don't crazy. You want them in your hand. I mean, if you feel like a board wipe's coming down, don't play the cadaver ramp. Leave them in your hand. If you feel like a board wipes, keep the reclamation in your hand. Or if the reclamation is on the battlefield, I mean, a creature board wipes not going to touch that one. You know, victimize. You're not going to play victimize just for no fucking reason. Sure, it's probably going to be. So these need to be played strategically so that they're available when you need them. Right. So we'll go into some card draw options that I put in the deck uh, that are a little bit more specific to the deck and not just generic black. Cool. Um, I do want to. This one is kind of generic. Sorry, (laughs) Erebos. God of the Dead. You guys probably know what he does. Yeah, everybody um, does. <laughs> he just draws cards. He's good. He's just good. Uh, this one's this one's really good for this deck specifically. So it's called the Grim Horror Specs. There's a sick promo art for it too, which I want. Uh, two colorless, one black. Human wizard with morph. But we don't really give a shit about the morph. Guys, I'm gonna read it. Um, whenever another non-token creature you control dies, simply draw a card. Well, Dope. yeah, that's so you're gonna be good. drawing a shit ton of cards. Yeah, you're just gonna draw damn cards. Uh, this other one's kind of hard to to. Uh, I think in other decks it'd be hard to maintain, but I think in this one I I, I, don't, I don't think I've had a problem with it out because it does have a negative effect. It's called the Smothering Abomination. It's an Eldrazi from fucking Zendikar. Dude, what's up with you and Zendikar, man? I'm sorry. Man? Damn it. Some really good shit. This one's probably the best. This probably is the best, best one in here. Smothering Abomination, two colorless, two black, with Devoid. It's a 4-3 Eldrazi. Flying. Oh, it's flying? I didn't even know it was flying. <laughs> shit. At the beginning of your upkeep, sacrifice creature. But it says when you sacrifice a creature, you draw a card. So um, it, it will stay on the board. If it just becomes down to it and Sheree, obviously you're going to sack it instead and just draw a card. Right. But, you know, if you have it and Sheree and one other creature, I mean, that's just a free card a turn. Or you can really abuse it where if you have a bunch of creatures and you're just drawing your hand. You know I mean, you're just drawing your library you're like crazy. digging in like five cards a turn, four right. cards. Yeah. Um, this card is fucking nice. The art on this is insane. It's actually killing goblins. I don't like it. I might take it out. <laughs> 
Uh, this is called the Minus Tomaton. It's an old artifact. Four colorless for an artifact creature. Minus Tomaton comes into the battlefield with two counters on it. Two plus one, one counters on it. You can pay one, choose and discard a card, put a counter on the Minus Tomaton. But we're not going to do that. You would never do that. Its other ability says you can remove two counters from the Mindless Automaton to draw a card. Okay, so... And you're just going to remove them into death, right? right. So, so when he they is remove a zero, the counters, zero. it's a zero, zero. He is a zero, zero. Yeah. So you remove two counters, you draw a card. Next turn, he comes back, you remove two counters, draw a card, remove two counters, draw a card. <laughs> yeah. And he's cons- it's kind of a sack outlet, too. Why would you take that out? This thing's fucking sick. Because it's, it's killing goblins, killing dude. Goblins, it's dude. fucking sick. He's murdering <laughs> goblins, okay. like, in a violent so, way. In a way, he like is... Mr. Vorthos. He is dying. He is dying. He is dying in that effect, and that can actually help me... So there's one other card dic- I see you have that does something similar to this. Yeah, so we'll just go right at this. And that's actually, if you look at the old art of so this, this card. draw anything, but it kind of it does something similar. Right, but actually, if you look at the Mindless Tomaton art and the old art of this, they're kind of the same, like, boopy-boop robots. Yeah, tin can. But this, I have the newer art. It's called the Triskelion. Six colorless mana, artifact creature, construct. Triskelion enters the battlefield with three negative can- uh, Sorry, not negative. It's a pain. You're, you're used to playing Triskelion the Patra over the weekend. enters the battlefield with three positive counters on it, one ones. Uh, it says you can remove a one one counter from Triskelion to deal damage to target player or creature, and its base power is a one one. So let's explain this. He enters in. He would have three positive counters on him, and he's a one one. So that's going to make him a four four. So with that, you can remove the three counters and deal damage to target creature or player. Okay, but he's a one one. So you can either sack him with the Zalk Outlet to make sure he dies to reset his counters, or you can deal two damage to something or someone and then ping himself with the other. So, <laughs> so he comes back. Yeah, again. he'll yeah. come back. Yeah. There's a cheesy mono black combo with him with my chaos uh unhollowed, where that's an infinite combo. My chaos is not in the deck. Because he's a bit of a non-bow. He's a non-bow. So we should actually probably mention that. So like, We'll mention that at the end of the video. Yeah. I think we'll mention shit you can't put in. Because there is shit you can't put in. I mean, you can put it in if you're a douche, but... <laughs> Green Merchant Masvidal's in the deck. Yeah. That's probably not what he does. I think I The rest put, of it's probably just he's, mono-black. He, he's some in... Mono, yeah, some, no, some. we have some other cards. So the Green Merchant's in it. We know what he does. Just good black card. Exsanguinate's good black card. Some specific mono-black cards that I think are good that I put in because... Um, that's kind of meta specific, but pray towards grasp. I don't see that in a lot of lists. Target search target opponent's library for a uh, creature. Sorry, search target opponent's library for a card. I thought it was a creature card. And exile it face down. Then you may shuffle that player's library, and then you may look and play that card as long as you're into exile. So it's sorcery for three mana that you can do that. So if you're playing another guy that has a black deck. Maybe hit them. They probably have a Shieldred. You can go grab that Shieldred. They might have a Necropotence. Go hit the Necropotence. Uh, they have to have black, though. You can't. You're not going to be able to play anything unless it has black, but there's usually a black player on the table. Uh, since we're playing Big Back, um, I think another good card that I put in the deck is Sadistic Sacrament. Yeah. So, um, yeah. It's three black mana, but it has a seven colorless kicker cost. So for 10, you can do a kicker. But if you just do it normally, you can search somebody's library for three cards and exile them. Mm. So you can really lobotomize somebody. I mean, if somebody's yeah, that, on a combo that takes deck, apart three combo pieces is, is enough to is, stop is somebody. Enough. But yes. 15 is just... Yeah. I think if, we've seen this pulled off a couple it, times in, in recent memory. And as far as with the kicker cost, 
Yeah. You're kick, taking 15 yes, cards out of the library. And it, and it just, like, it... Is it 15 or 13? It's, it's 15. Yeah, so we need to read the kicker. So 7 colorless plus a 3, 10 mana. You can search somebody's library instead of 3 cards, but you can now do 15. Yes. Like, 15. Oh, my God. You yeah, could, that takes apart You could get anything, rid of every combo, right. every just big so creature, Im- big badass they have. You could just nuke it. I would imagine the graveyard hate is probably what you you want to go after in their... So there's just no right. way they can hate out your yard. That, or if they're playing a deck that needs a certain con. Like, if you see some con, if you feel like somebody's going to, oh, man, like, if he had that one card out, he's going to fucking win. Or, like, oh, he's going to play Omniscience soon. Yeah, just go like, get oh, it. you have Omniscience in your deck? Well, yeah. goodbye. Right. Removal. I have Killing Wave in the deck. Because um, it's one-sided. It's it's really one-sided. I mean, you could pay really... F- so Killing Wave says X and one black. For each creature's controller sacrifices it unless they pay X life. Well, you're probably just going to sack all your shit anyway. It's just pay the life for Sheree. You're black. You can afford it. Everyone else is going to sack all their shit, especially the guy with a ton of creatures. You can really pay high up on the X on that and be okay. Um, and then you're just going to sack your shit. And they're just going to come right back. We we talked about Killing Wave and we talked about my Erebus deck. It's and, a good and card. It, and it... it Andy pointed out in the case of Erebus that like Torment of Hellfire is going to be better, but I think... Here, it, it, it's a better fit here than it is in Erebos because you're you're fine with sacking, right? right. I think I think no, it's good in Erebos too because you'd be like, I don't. If Erebos is devoted, just pay his one cost. I mean, the reason good. I included it is because I don't have very many creatures in right. Erebos. But the problem is, is that if there's somebody that doesn't have creatures, doesn't they, do anything. It doesn't do anything. Torment of Hellfire. It's kind of for those everything. token. It's for those token guys. I, uh, it's kind of a niche card. And sometimes. makes them discard. Right. It's good. Right. I, I've, I've never had a bad experience with it. Uh, mutilate, just your black wipe spell. Everything mm-hmm. gets naked one. How many swamps you control? We're only playing swamps. Uh, this guy's um, been going through removal cards. This guy's actually really damn good in the deck. I forgot to mention him. Big Game Hunter. One colorless, two black. He's a human rebel assassin. He's a 1-1, but he says when he enters the battlefield, you can destroy a target creature for a greater, and it can't be regenerated. So huh. he can actually be bounced over and over. Oh, yeah, so, so you're going to abuse that Blow because it's the, the one, because yeah. it's a 1-1. One, one. Enters, just kills Gisela, enters, kills Neldrazi. He can just keep doing it. Um, since we're playing mono black, enchantments and artifacts are a fucking bitch, and there's some... I mean, depending on your group, I know we don't play just like automatic grave hate, but let's say you were and I had a group with that and they have like a rest in, rest peace. in peace or anything like that. Line of the void. You need, yeah. you need ways of getting rid of that. Mono black has a hard time doing that. So these cards, they're steep in their costs, but God, you might need them just to get the job done. Scour from existence, seven colors, mana, instant exile target permanent. We have the spine of Ishsaw, artifact, seven colors, mana, one spine of Ishsaw, it's battlefield. What? You just gotta have this. Yeah, yeah, I know, I'm like, just like rolling artifact. my eyes, but I'm like, you have to have this. Yeah, when enters, when the spine is enters the battlefield, destroy target permanent. If the spine ever goes back into your into your graveyard, you can return it back to your hand. So Th- this is a moment to pause, to just remind everybody. Always provision. Always provision enchant and artifact. <laughs> Even if you're not in green and <laughs> Even white. Even if you don't have the colors. Or red, I guess, like, the artifacts. Like, like Brad said, like there's some things that could just utterly... Fuck this deck. All right. And you got to be able to handle it yourself. Vampiric yeah. Tutor, search your library for a card, pay two life, goes on top of your library. It's black. Tabal Tutor, Tutor, increasing ambitions, Tutor, Sadisi, Undead Visory, 
Visory, Visor. She can tutor a card, sack creatures, so it'd most likely get that creature back. So like four the lands, spells. Cabal Coffers, that kind of shit. Uh, the only land I do want to talk about that is actually kind of going the distance is the Westville <laughs> Abbey from Shadows and Vinistrad. Uh, this card, it's actually, I've actually pulled this off a couple times. It's scary. The, it is the, scary. The worst part about this card is that it adds colorless, but you can add colorless with it. Well, at least it adds something, because there are yeah. those lands that do yeah, nothing. It does come in untapped, so that's that's good. You can pay five mana, tap it, pay a life, and then put a 1-1 black and white human cleric creature token in the battlefield. It's good if you need to do it, I guess. But the main reason is you want to pay five mana and tap it, sacrifice five creatures, and when you do that, it flips over, it turns into Ormondal, the Profane Prince, legendary creature demon, flying lifelink, indestructibra, and has haste, Nine seven. I it's mean, I've, a, I've had him out before, and it's, it's just like that guy. Seven, yeah, yeah, like like a nine seven flying life link indestructible haste. Yeah, he replaced Gristlebrand on that plane for sure. <laughs> so, other cards that aren't mentioned in the deck because I don't actually have them right now. They're in the mail. We have Rav Razaketh. Razaketh is sweet. I mean, it's another two to boot him up. I, I can't remember. I know what he does. I don't know. The, I think he so he's, he loses. I'll, I'll just read him off. He's five and three black. Flying trample. Pay two life. Sacrifice another creature. Search your library for a card and put that card into your hand. Then shuffle your library. It's an eight eight. Can you do that? I don't remember if you can do that anytime. It's anytime. Yeah. So you just so in your deck, like time. you're going to be. This is this for you is card draw tutoring, I guess, because you can and just sacking, keep sacking your yeah. stuff. And then, then I think the other one is the Hope of Gyraper. Yes. So it's a legendary artifact creature, Thopter. It's legendary? Yeah, it is. It's a legendary <laughs> Thopter. I didn't know that. So it's flying. It says Sacrifice Hope of Gyraper until the end of the next turn. Target player who was dealt combat damage by the Hope of Gyraper this turn can't cast non creature spells. That's nuts. So if that. they don't have a flyer, you can lock them out. It's of for those combat spells. guys. For those. Wait, no. It's it not just stops non creature yeah, spells. Yeah, it's. Yeah, yeah that's oh, all somebody's blue playing, playing blue. There are anything. Good luck. No enchants. Yeah, until no next turn. It's like it doesn't matter that I don't need to do it every turn. I right. Mean, you could. Right? Wait. Can you own... I mean, you could lock out a whole table. Yeah, eventually. Like, you have to hit them. So you have to hit them with oh, the... Have we to have to hit them, them with a the thopter, then sack it, and then they can't... So one guy is going to be locked out. Yeah, like, you got to be yeah. strategic with it a little bit, but it's for, for sure... Future. For sure going to be that way. Uh, the other card that I know in my head is the Coffin Queen. So she's another bring stuff back. So the Coffin Queen says you can tap her to reanimate something out of your yard or another yard. Hmm. Oh, so you and can steal. <laughs> if you lose control of her, they get into exile. But if you do your own shit, you can actually just... Sack it. Oh, not, don't sack her. her. You sack the creature, yeah, and then so it comes you, back okay. normally. So oh, yeah. So it, it's so two and a black. Around it. So it says it's two and a black. You may choose to not untap Coffin Queen. So you can pay two and a black again to put target creature card from any graveyard into play under your control. Remove that creature from the game if Coffin Queen becomes tapped, or if you lose control of Coffin Queen. But it doesn't say if that creature dies. Right. So if you sack the creature, it comes back. From Sheree. So now, forgets Sheree's that the state reason. of being that the Coffin Queen created Right, so the it. Coffin Queen is now tapped. You can just sack the Coffin Queen to get her untapped, and then on your next turn, just do it again. Yeah, or so, steal other people's stuff, like, don't yeah, exile but you wouldn't it. be able to do that on the time she comes back on other people's turn, but you can block with her or use her as fodder, too. You can 
the the important part is she's a one, and you can reset her you, her negative part. You can completely cut it. That's sick. Yeah. That's sick. I like it. Okay, so the next part is there's cards in the deck that you cannot run that you might want to run in a mono color deck or in a mono black deck specifically. My case and hollowed was mentioned. You cannot put them in. Well, you can put them in, but it's. He'd screw you up. If you had your setup, you would definitely not want to cast them. Why can't you have them in? So what he does is he actually gives non-human creature tokens plus one. Uh, Not human tokens. Sorry. Tired. Marqueus gives non-token creatures plus one if they're non-human. So if they are have a power of one and they go up to two, well, Sheree can't do her ability because they died as a two. Hmm. And... That that basically hoses your deck. Right. Yeah, he's good. He'll bring them. He'll bring them back on their own. But but you want it to be a repeatable thing through charade as opposed yeah, to yeah. I mean, a then he'd put it. They'd come back with return. them dying. They'd have a counter on them. Yeah, I think it's not. Would they would die out. once. So he doesn't give them plus one. He just gives them undying. So they come no, back. He gives them plus one. That's really unseen on there. That's a thing that no one no, look. Oh, yeah, plus one, yeah, plus one, and it's, it's kind of hidden one. on there. It's, oh, it's, really it's kind of just like all one big pile. We always yeah. forget that when we play, too. Like, That's crazy. Well, usually when Tiffany plays it, like, we never, because she plays that card the most, like, we always forget. No, they actually, some of the non-humans do have plus one. Hmm. So he actually just non-bows right But then they'd the be two twos, and yeah. It the counter. The, okay. I mean, him giving him plus one is not really that bad. You can sack him, but uh, why would you? I don't oh, know. I would, yeah. So, yeah, so it just doesn't on, work. The counters yeah. are even harder to remove. It's just not worth The other one's Cage Sun. That's a, that goes in every monocolored deck. Uh, Gauntlet of Power one. would be the same damn card. It would just give him plus one. It would screw it up. Yeah, yeah you get a shitload of mana. It's just not worth it. It's just not worth it. You can get other mana. It, the deck doesn't have that high mana cost. Well, it's I not. Just, it's not even a consideration. It shuts the card. Yeah, like, it shuts the deck I remember, down. I remember right. reading a deck list online. The guy's like, "Oh, where's Cage Sun?" You know, for some other guy's decks. Like, yeah, it's like, the dude, fuck no, up, dude. you don't know what you're talking about. Like, you can't have that here. Yeah, yeah, like it sucks. You can't have it. Don't get me wrong. It sucks. Like, like yeah, those cards are complete baller, but you just can't do it. You know, I mean, you could put them in. You just have to not play them. No, you couldn't. It's just, <laughs> you like, just, it's just the cage stun. You would you would never put that in this deck ever. Period. Yeah, you End just, story. just can't. Any others? Well, anything. Yeah, anything is in plus. Anything so, that's giving your creatures plus like on attack. The yes, skull clamp. Anthem effects just don't work. And the skull clamp. Oh yeah, because the skull clamp. You'd think like, where's the skull clamp? Because they're all one hat, one mostly one all toughness, right. but it gives them plus one. Minus one. You know what's funny? So they beat twos and just die. On EDH rec, it's in 54% of the decks. It can't be. Are you serious? I'm serious. Uh, you know... That makes me doubt it then. I don't right? know. Doesn't like, it give them plus one, it's minus plus one, one? minus one. See, and there's a kind of a thing... So they would check and they'd be a two whatever, right, when they die and they wouldn't come back. They're probably using some of their zeros, right? I, yeah, I mean, that's the only time it would work, is if yeah, you put it on I mean, a zero-powered creature. But it's really nerfing the power of the skull clamp, too. And from what we understand, it does. I mean, we could be wrong. No, I don't I'm, think we're wrong. I feel pretty confident about that. It can't be in the deck, because it gives them an extra well, power. While he looks that up, um, there is a couple cards that used to be in here that are actually pretty good. The Sadistic Imitist was mentioned. He's pretty good. I just don't specifically like him. There's the... Um, Sorceress Queen or Queen Sorceress, she's really good. Um, she, she just can, set somebody's power. She can tap and set up set a creature to zero two. So for creatures like 
from Huge. what we understand, creatures like the Grey Merchant of Asphodel will actually be a zero two. So you might actually bounce back. Or like if you need to save a big guy like Obnixilis or Razakath, you can put him to a zero two and they huh. might come back if they died. If that's how we know it works. But she yeah, so he says so it says tap target creature other than sorceress queen has a base power and toughness of zero two to the turn. Right. So it doesn't nuke their ability, just their just their numbers. Hmm. Um I'm trying to think of some other cards that I actually thought were good that were The Chimney Imp. There's an expensive puppeteer master, marionette master from Kaladesh. I didn't put her in because she's six mana, but she has the fabricate thing. Pretty oh, good. Right. Um there's a lot of there's a lot of cards to pick from. In the zero and one range. Yeah, that's what's um, probably really cool about this deck is it's customizable. Like anyone could go out and find a bunch of common, just look for something that's one power, either likes to die or likes the ETB, and right. try it out. And I think the good example is that's the black cat. So one one, just dies. Yeah. Somebody scars the shit at random. It's just a, it's just like where else are you gonna play those cards? Right. It's a good a good know? house for all another those card cards. I had so in the deck was the chimney imp. I didn't. I took him out because he this had a. Card. He's so damn good. If you can so get him out, funny. so it's four. It's so it's four and a black. It's five man. I think this is why he didn't put it in. But it's flying. When chimney imp is put into a graveyard from play, target opponent puts the top card of his or her hand, or puts a card from his or her hand on top of his or her library. So it like caps their draw. They'll they'll never see a new yeah, card. It's, again. it's rough. But it's, it's, rough. Just, it's five yeah, mana it's, is all. Yeah, it's five mana. <laughs> just, just to confirm on the uh, on the ruling that we're talking about, skull claim. That, that is correct. All so, right, that's what I thought. so Charay's ability only triggers if the creature's power immediately before leaving play is one or less. So, so that's good for the sorcerer's so when, queen. So when the skull clan for the skull clan was yeah. attached to, you know, like so fifty percent of those decks out 54% there, fifty four percent of people's decks skull clan are running and a skull no one's clan. bothered to check it, and it's like, yeah, yeah, well, like it's so that, customizable. I mean, a lot of those people might be shooting for zero cost. I see, I just, man, that that I, that's not taking advantage of the full power of the skull clamp. Like, there's there's you you listed off some pretty great card draw. Um and then, like the ad- the addition of Razaketh, like just replace card draw with tutoring. Like you're, I think I go yeah. with tutoring. You know, or, like, I mean, there is some tokening in the deck. The tokens could just be fodder for it, I guess. Yeah, yeah, it's not a but, bad. But card. that's the thing is, it's like it's not. I, I I think that opens the conversation of like when when you're paring your deck down, mm-hmm. like you have to ask yourself about you have to kind of like align those things that do the same thing and ask yourself which one is doing it which ones are doing it the best right, right. and in this case like in this particular deck like i think skull clamp has drawbacks that are it's obvious yeah right? i usually doesn't. i think <laughs> i think i think you would not use my chaos you would not use cage sun or power gauntlet or whatever and if you're gonna be careful, if you really think you need a skull clamp, because yeah, there's tokens, there's other things. There are things just you can do, but, but be but... mindful that you're you're not gonna be able to cheese these guys back there. That's how I'd probably summarize yeah. these cards. Yeah, good point. So yeah, pretty cool deck. Um, coming from an opponent's perspective, it's it is infuriating to play against. Like I, I'm jealous of this one because of how unique it is. Um, really quite unique right and how I could build my I could build one and it would I could probably go in a different direction or not a completely different direction I think a lot of these cards like I would use too but there might be some I'd be like yeah I really want this one you know there's Mm -hmm, a lot out mm -hmm. there and they're just gonna keep making more like yeah I always keep my eye open open like like there's not gonna be new black cards with power one or less right yeah I like (laughs) I think we talk about that a lot in this in this thing is that 
you know, like we, we talked about Unesh, like, yeah, they're going to make more mono blue sphinxes. They're going to make All right. more one power black creatures. Like I think commanders that minotaurs, everything. Yeah. Minotaurs like, up. yeah. Stuff like that. Like, yeah, it might not be absolutely optimal today, but you know, you're always combing. Well, and that, and you're always combing through the list. Yeah, you know, and that's, to see if and that's there's the something cool that thing you can use. Like, I, I think that's the cool thing about Commander is that like you you get to update your decks. Like your deck can stay relevant for a long time, and you can update it as you get new stuff. Like that's it, cool. I think I chime in on that. I think I think a problem with a new set and new shit that comes out. I think a lot of it's just rare chasing and like what's the big badass card I can put in Commander. But I think with Sheree, it's almost in reverse. It's like What's that little unseen bastard? Right. You know, right. what's that? What's that guy that's going under the radar? What he's going to be in the common, uncommon level, sometimes rare, but. No, you're right. I mean, I don't really pay. I mean, you know, I don't really pay attention that much to cards that aren't rare. And then I think, oh, wait, I'm sure though. And it actually makes me like, I kind of do want to see the full list, you know? So, I, uh, yeah, I'm with you. Pros and cons. I think a pro is the deck is if you like to play a completely oppressive deck and that you want to do something on everyone's turn and you want to get mileage out of pretty much everything that you're playing. I think this deck this deck gets you mileage out of the shit you drop. Um, but the, there's a con in that too that you're doing stuff on everyone's turn is that people do get frustrated. People don't like it when you're you know doing shit in their end step or doing shit on their turn. It's They can get annoyed by it. Uh, even, I mean, the only time I've seen Kyle get really pissed off is because of this deck. And he doesn't get pissed off that much. Can you say, oh, yeah, or, you know, or that's how it is. But that's a con is it, it was, it was a hard one to figure out. I think at first, cause it was, cause I, I think when, you know, when we were early in our commander playing days, it was just sort of like you could identify pieces to deal with. And you just deal with them, right? Or, and I think I I have this mentality quite often is, can I pace ahead of you in what I'm trying to do? Like, right. I just don't even fucking care what you're doing. I'm just going to pace ahead you're of you. Plan to leverage your board state. Right. And like, here. I remember one time I was like, okay, this is, this is, I think th- that's when I got pissed was I was like, all right, I'm going to play Reese and I'm going to token Get and ahead. I'm just going to token ahead of his sack demands. Yeah. And okay. I could not. And plus, he kept getting in your hand and making you discard. And I was dis- so I had no hand, and I couldn't yeah. get ahead on tokens. Like it was just rough. Yeah, yeah so I think I have to be mindful of that. Jealous um, of the deck. Yeah, jealous of it. But oh, it's, but it's a damn good graveyard deck. I think it's it all hinges on the commander, right? So that is definitely like a chink in the armor. That is, I was that's the say, con. That's one of the big cons. And that's that's a lot of EDH decks. But this one but is this like one it's in particular, it's especially. I think I've won a couple times where she hasn't been out because it's just some stupid shit like yeah. a big exsanguinate. But she is she is the uh, keystone. She cannot. I don't even. It's so damn important to keep her out and alive. You don't want to. You don't want to play her early without having a setup. You need to play her when you're fucking right. ready. Yeah. Right. You need to have a contingency plan. Uh, no. It, yeah. Another con. I mean, another pro I didn't mention is its budget. It's fucking hell of budget. I mean, a lot of this shit's. Con. Yeah. I mean, that's awesome. definitely put Cheap the rares. mono black cards in there to make it more expensive, like the necropotence sure. and power it up. But really, Which, like if you, you know, just do I, the core I do of the have, deck, but you don't need them. You don't need necropotence. I mean, I would. You probably do need Kapal coffers, but I actually probably don't need it. But 
They they sure damn help. Yeah, those things help hugely just because the colors. Uh, but I, I think that's a cool thing is we've we've a couple we've done a couple a couple of these meta boss episodes. Um, they've all been monocolor so far. Have they? Yeah, it's just easier. Yeah, we did Erebos, Sheree. Just... Now we did Yisan. Oh, oh, that's they've a all pro been mono. Too. And that, and I and I think the nice thing about that's that is pro. again uh, we mentioned this last cheaper time. mana base cheaper mana base that's for damn sure. She yeah. is kind of, she's about five, so she's kind of upper mid, she's like upper mid-range for mana cost. Yeah, but like... She dies at seven, though. It's, yeah, she, that's it's, rough. It's only a two-two. That's it's rough. Like, she can get wiped out by a whip flare, but... <laughs> it sucks. Sometimes you be surprised, man. If you, feel, if you yeah. do build her and you feel like, fuck, dude, my group has too much removal. I mean, there was one point where we had a board wipe all the time and I had to just figure out a protector. Dark still it kind of died. It kind of died down a bit, so I kind of backed off. If you feel like your group nukes a lot or targets a lot, you might want to. I mean, hell, if you feel like I don't, I don't want to buy Necropotence or I don't want to buy a Cabal Coffers, then man, put in a Champ's Helm or put in some extra boots. Yeah, put I, in something I, I, to keep I, her. I alive. think that's worth noting because we're we'll we'll of course post Brad's deck list. It has thirty five creatures in it. Because obviously it's, it's, it's hinging it's on a, it's a getting those creatures out, sacking you them. You could definitely come down them. off that number. And but, so for anybody yeah. that's building based off of this a little bit, you know, keep that keep that in mind. Like you can you can probably shed some creatures and add, like you say, like if your if your meta requires more sure protection, more resilient. Yeah, like there's some good ones. Yeah, you can yeah. do that. There's cool. blessing of leeches, soul channeling. There's the shield of Caldera or Caldra. There you go. Oh, those well, are, that's three right there. Champion Helm. I have Champion Helm in, but that's typically one that people don't run. It is a little more expensive. Yeah, like pick your Helm of Avacyn. Pick your poison, Mask you know, whatever Avacyn. you need to do. Mask Avacyn's good. Well, thanks, Brad. Yeah, thanks, man. I'm still jealous of that deck. <laughs> so what do we have left now? We've got to do your Brago. Got to do Brago. I think we need to do Mizzix. Mm. What, what, what are some other ones that you consider meta bosses, Brad? Yeah, which ones are you just hate playing against? Like that are uh, well, hard to play. Which, against. Guy, which ones have you done? So we've do done. Do? We've done Erebus. We've done Yisan. Now we've done this. We've done uh, Sheree. Would Sasuke be on that? Lately, yeah. I don't know. I don't think that first list I brought was kind of honed enough. But I think I would have done. That's. It. I mean, that's worthy of mentioning. Like she's Sasuke getting, is. She's get yeah. Pretty she's rough. She's pretty scary. Steep win rate with her. It's. It's if I feel like I want to win, I'm gonna fucking play. I think the way we defended it was, yeah, like we we basically say, like, so I you'd be inclined to think like the Rakdos Lord of Riots is one, but it's fragile. Like as soon as your creatures are out of the way, it's or a, you never get a ping, or you can't even get them out of your black zone. Hole, it's like right. So <laughs> so it's it's decks that even when they're met with it, just all the resistance of the table, they can still just walk away with a win. Yeah. Everyone's focusing them. They can still do it. That's kind of what we said. So f- I think what le- what we have left on what I'm thinking is, yeah, definitely Brocco. If you, if you uh, want my opinion, Erebos, I don't know, like Erebos... It, it's not like totally that. Like if it gets focused, especially by an aggro deck, not, which is something we it, talked about. So I think if it's left alone a couple turns, it's yeah, so hard to manage. I think you it. need to keep up on it for sure. I think Brago's worse. I think I think oh, Brago's Brago more is, of the yeah. More Looks like we're doing Brago next, man. <laughs> Brago, Brago, it is. Mizix. I had to actually think of cards just to fucking deal with Mizix. There, that you know, that's another one where you're like going out of your you're way specifically <laughs> looking for to shit change to deal with it. Um. Um, 
I think Carrader's fucking hard to deal with. That's, I don't think Carrader's pretty like, resilient. I think, it's, I think, yeah, I think it's just the guy himself is just so fucking annoying. It's like, good God, nothing stays dead. I, I'm, I'm curious to see over time how Marisil does. I know Andy's kind of had a, a, a rough that start in terms of trying to shit, win. <laughs> Oh my god! Because it's like you put the shit on the board. I'm like, is that on the board or is that in this stupid whatever? Man, it's in the cage. It's in the cage. Oh my god! It's a fucking put it on the cage. <laughs> I that deck is is really powerful. It it's it's hard. It, it's hard. Like I, it can be unhinged though. But it's hard to unhinge, not, not in traditional ways, because you can't. Remove things in the cage. It's in the yeah. cage. It's almost like Mizix, where it's like those Graveyard counters hate. aren't going anywhere. You know, that one's a good Mizzix one. Mizix dies, but the counters are still there. It's all that work. It was kind of my my Animar argument. Like Animar's so damn good. He's like tier one. Yeah, he's tier one. But God, dude, if you if you're playing in a smart group, then I'd get rid of Animar. Like those counters go to shit. They're gone. His discount's fucking gone. Mizix and that guy. It's like they're just an exile. Like they are gonna be there. They're that they're what you need to have them yeah, the and where you need has, to have them is the there, player has the experience counters and Marisil. Yeah, there's Eldrazi processors. They can pro but they're 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 not efficient. That's not an efficient sure. answer to the deck. I want to say is like the deck's pilot for Marisil the Pretender. It would only be good for it's instant him. speed graveyard hate. That well, yeah, totally because because we had that instance where I just like you were like I'm I'm gonna go for it and you fucked me and I. Yeah, you, I, yeah, you bent me over and yeah. fucked me. I don't know. I even need to play around with it more for sure. Yeah. I, I want to see it more, but I yeah. don't really know. I'll, All right. let, I'll let you know if I ever feel like it's there. I think you guys have to decide that. I don't. I I don't see it getting there, but it's maybe it's not. it's it's scary. But maybe. the thing is, is it hasn't really pulled off the wins. I, I guess. I would put Prosh on that list, but I got rid of it. Yeah, Prosh definitely Prosh would be definitely on this is. list. I got rid of it for that reason. I felt really like it was just guys like, that we play again. do you want to win tonight? Let's just play. Well, so, oh so Andy and I have been talking about this a little bit lately, Brad, and I, I, want, I want to... Yeah, dude, we, we're going to hit you with a therapy session yeah. really quick. Yeah, because I, I think you need to be... You need to resurrect Prosh. I do too. And and here's here's why. Here's well, hear me out. Hear me hey, out. Hear bro. him out, dude. Hear him out. Okay. okay. So so what Andy and I kind of decided is that like because I think we all have those decks where we're just like if I'm gonna win, like I'm just gonna get this out. Last time I got out Brago, like, nobody had a deck that could keep up during that game. So I just walked away with it like that. Right. But if everybody plays their deck like their boss deck at the same time, I just right. don't want Prosh to be that boss. That's not your guy. A That's flying raiding giant dragon. He's cool, but it's just... Dude, that, that deck's fucking awesome. So that's fine if you don't want it to be your guy. But what we're what we're going with this is that we want to have we want to have a way to play our hyper. Because dude, I haven't pulled Mizix out for a while. You know, I haven't pulled Yisan out for months. Like yeah, I, I had to, I played. We Braga just can't once play him moon. because it, we we're trying to pace the power, right? Right. And Prosh is definitely like one's like, okay, you really want to play? Let's just not my guy, dude. All right, well, find that guy. Whoever find your is. guy, but but we yeah. but we want to do this. I because th- I think I think we all would like to play our I'm powerful cut, commanders yeah, cut more often, but they need to play against other powerful commanders. Otherwise, it's yeah, it's and, a joke. I mean, I'm kind of and then we really know who the bosses are. We don't really know. Right? Yeah, like, it's true. We've had a couple of incursions where maybe two of these guys are at the table at the same time. But then it gets weird because it's kind of based off of how and we have to just fucking pick on each throw other. this series out, man. It turns out 
Brago really is the boss. <laughs> he's annoying. He, he is so much the value. Kiwi Turtle guy. <laughs> God, screw that I guy. Just, <laughs> my problem is when he's asked, like, do I want to kill him now? Do I want to really pick yes, on him? Yes, just kill him now. You're just going to kill him. Yeah, just, oh, yeah, kill, him. just, just kill, him. kill that bastard. Which says to me, You're Kyle, done. put more protection. I'm kind, <laughs> of a, I'm kind of hipster when it comes to Prosh. It's like, because everyone plays that guy. It's like, dude, yeah, dude. It's like he's the only dude. good Jun guy. It's like, just give me another guy that's Jun that's good. You know, it's like it's shitty that he's the yeah. only one, you know, and it's like he doesn't even need to attack. That's the dumb part. He can just do what he wants just by sacking your shit. Alright. You know, tooth and nail on that guy. If you get a tooth and nail out and brushes out, you win. There's literally two creatures in that deck you can just get out and then just fucking wreck everything. Within that moment. But tooth and nail. You're fucking done. Yeah. yeah. Tooth and nail is a finisher for sure. All you yeah. go to get is fucking uh Frost. Game over. Over. Alright guys, well yeah. let's let's go to the graveyard with Sheree and see what we come back with. The loose soil. The, 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 that's my entire loose soil. Because <laughs> they never stay. They're always just I think that just sounds that's like a sound. <laughs> that just sounds like a somebody that has like really loose bowels like they never stay. Soil's always spilling out. <laughs> Jeez. Charming. Thanks for listening to the Legendary Creature Podcast. And thanks to Brad for joining and talking his charade deck. We'll post his deck list in the episode notes. Also, big thanks to Dan Terminus for letting us use his music. The song this episode is One Million Dead in 2.7 Seconds from the Stratospheric Canon Symphony album. Support him. Go check him out. We'll post a link in the episode notes. Also, follow us on Twitter at legend underscore creature. And until next time, take it easy.